Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 47 of Painting the Corners with Anton Schindler, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. We are now officially a full week into the MLB regular season, and what a weird and wild week it has been. It's been amazing to finally be able to watch and listen to regular season baseball once again and witness the sights and smells, a feeling that will never get old. I want to start off this week's episode of Painting the Corners by recapping some of the incredible parts of the last week of games, some of the oddities, the amazing plays, and excitement that has seen fans all around baseball getting back into the sport that they love. In the past seven days, there have been over 150 home runs hit, over 1,150 hits, and over 1,250 strikeouts, which equates to an average 393 ERA for each team up to this point in the season. Of those 150 plus home runs, nine of them belong to the current home run leaders, Nolan Arenado, Byron Buxton, and Seiya Suzuki, who have three home runs apiece. Albert Pujols got his first home run back in a Cardinals uniform on Tuesday, and Nelson Cruz got his first home run of the season as he cranked his 450th home run of his career on Monday. Giancarlo Stanton has already clubbed two home runs on the season, meaning that he's just one home run away from 350 career home runs, a pretty impressive feat for the 32-year-old Yankees outfielder. Wander Franco currently leads the MLB in hits with 11, complementing his 550 batting average to start the season, followed by two Cleveland Guardian players, Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez, who both have 10 hits on the year. And speaking of Stephen Kwan, the young rookie out of California has had an incredible start to the season. Quan, on top of his 10 hits, has a 667 batting average to start the season, along with 7 runs scored and 4 RBIs, and a 750 on base percentage. Some good stats without a doubt for the first week of the season. But what really stands out about Quan's season up to this point is that he hasn't struck out. Actually, as a matter of fact, Stephen Kwan has seen 115 pitches so far in his MLB career, and he has zero swings and misses. I cannot state just how incredibly impressive and absolutely crazy that is. Of course, the odds of that continuing till the end of the season is very low, but it'll be extremely exciting to see just how long this unbeatable streak lasts. Oh, and did I mention that Quan became the sixth player since 1901 to record a five-hit game within the first three games of his career? <laughs> yeah, that, that too. I think Stephen Quan is having a very good start to the season. As far as pitching performances go, Halish Shashin, Tyler McGill, and Stephen Wilson all have two wins on the season, while Nathan Avaldi. Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer all led the league in strikeouts, with all three having 13 strikeouts apiece in their 10, 7, and 11 innings of work, respectively. Kershaw was very good in his first start of the season, 
as he struck out 13 of the 21 batters that he faced, giving himself a chance for a perfect game until Dave Roberts decided to pull him out in the eighth inning shortly before the Twins catcher, Gary Sanchez, hit a single off of Alex Vesia. It would have been interesting to see the 34-year-old lefty try his chance at history as he only had 80 pitches in his seven innings of work. But since it was so early in the season, manager Dave Roberts thought better than to push the pitch count of the veteran. Lots of good things happened this week as well. Some powerful, heart-touching, and incredible moments. Like Jose Iglesias getting an RBI single in his first at-bat since his dad passed away. And Alyssa Nakakin becoming the first woman to coach on a field during an MLB game when she walked out to be the first base coach for the San Francisco Giants on Tuesday. The first ever walk-off occurred via an umpire announcement on the public address system, a really cool new system, not too dissimilar to that in football, and an unreal amount of walk-offs have occurred as well. Oh, and the benches have cleared twice already, first with the Mets and the Nationals after Francisco Lindor got hit, and then with the Cubs and Brewers with some kind of bad blood between those rivals. Bobby Witt Jr. has started to prove his worth with the Royals thanks to a couple of extremely clutch hits pretty late in games. And Hunter Green, in his Major League debut, struck out seven batters against the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Oh, it's so good that baseball's back. (laughs) Now, I know that the first week of baseball almost always feels like the craziest part of the season other than playoff baseball, of course. Because players are out there playing the game that they love in front of tens of thousands of fans for the first time all year again. It's so early in the season, they don't have anything to lose. So why not play hard? Why not play like it's a playoff series? I mean, sure, the season will calm down soon. But this week has really been some of the most exciting baseball we've seen. Something that baseball fans desperately needed after the MLB work stoppage at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. With opening day out of the way, however, I want to finish off this podcast by talking about some of the father and son relationships that we've seen in baseball. I'm talking about Major League Baseball players who had sons that found their way in the league like Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., or someone like Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, there have been 255 father-son combos in Major League history. But the important takeaway here is that the career of the father or the career of the son are usually quite a bit different. Of the 255 father-son combos in the history of baseball, 14 of the fathers, Earl Avril, Yogi Berra, Craig Biggio, Eddie Collins, Vladimir Guerrero, Tony Gwynn, Freddie Lindstrom, Connie Mack, Jim O'Rourke, Tony Perez, Tim Raines, Ivan Pudge, Rodriguez, George Sizzler, and Ed Walsh have all made it into the Hall of Fame. None of their sons have been inducted, however. As a matter of fact, only two sons, Roberto Alomar and Ken Griffey Jr., 
have made it into the Hall of Fame, which I have to imagine makes family get-togethers pretty interesting. (laughs) That's not to say, however, that no father-son duo has been close to making it into the Hall of Fame with each other. Let's start with Bobby Bonds and his son, Barry Bonds. Bobby Bonds was a right fielder who played for 14 years in the MLB, from 1968 to 1981. In that time, Bobby spent seven years with the Giants and smashed a career 332 home runs and 1,886 hits. And, of course, we all know about his son. (laughs) Barry had 14 all-star appearances compared to his dad's three, as well as eight gold gloves compared to Bobby's three, and seven MVP awards compared to his dad's one all-star MVP award. Neither, as we know, made the Hall of Fame. Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. are next of what became the first case where the father and son duo actually played on the field at the same time in their time with the Seattle Mariners. On August 31st, 1990, both senior and junior ran out to the outfield. In the game, both Griffies went one for four, with Ken Griffey Sr. hitting a single in the first inning, thereby winning a bet he had made with his son that he would get the first hit out of the two of them. Later that season, on September 14, 1990, the Griffies hit back-to-back home runs in a game against the Angels. To this day, they are still the only father-son duo in MLB history to not only homer in the same game, but to do it back-to-back. A quote that I found doing research on these two that makes me laugh every time I read it goes something like this. Junior sometimes tries to give Senior advice, but Senior tells Junior to turn over his bubblegum card and check his number of lines. Senior says, when you fill up your bubblegum card like I have, then you can give me advice. (laughs) That's a quote from Ken Griffey Sr.'s wife, Bertie Griffey, in an interview with the Associated Press. And I feel like that quote just perfectly lays out how these relationships, I'm sure, are for all 255 father-son combos in the major leagues. It just goes to show you the little rivalry that these two had as well. And although Senior didn't quite make it to the Hall of Fame, his son did, as Junior received 99.3% of the vote back in 2016, which, man, again, has to be such a point of contention between the two. Sandy Alomar, Sandy Alomar Jr., and Roberto Alomar have to be next as one of the 16 father and two sons combos in the MLB. Sandy Alomar Sr. played from 1964 to 1978 as the second baseman and shortstop for six different teams in the American League and National League, spending the most time with the California Angels. Alomar Sr. had a career 245 batting average with 1,168 hits, and one all-star appearance. Sandy Alomar Jr. and Roberto Alomar joined the league at the same time in 1988. Sandy Alomar Jr. played for 20 years, the most of the three, and spent 11 years with the Indians. The 6-foot, 5-inch catcher had a career 273 batting average with 1,236 hits and 112 home runs, 
as well as a Rookie of the Year award to go along with his first and only gold glove and his first of six All-Star appearances. Roberto Alomar was still the most successful of them all, however, as he was the only Alomar to make the Hall of Fame. Roberto Alomar followed in his dad's footsteps and played second base his entire 17-year career, where he clubbed 2,724 hits, 210 home runs, and a career 300 batting average. Unlike his father and brother, Roberto Alomar had 12 All-Star Game appearances, two World Series rings, 10 gold gloves, four silver sluggers, and an ALCS and All-Star Game MVP award. One thing that Sandy Alomar Jr. has over his brother, Roberto, is the Rookie of the Year title. Sandy Alomar Jr. finished first in the voting in 1988, while Roberto finished fifth. (laughs) So, you know, a point of contention there as well. And finally, I'll finish off this segment with two father-son combos, each known for power in their day. Cecil and Prince Fielder and Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Jr. Cecil Fielder played 13 years in the MLB and had 319 home runs, recording 51 home runs in one year alone. Prince Fielder, on the other hand, played 12 years in the MLB, also recording 319 home runs, weirdly enough, of which he hit 50 in one year, so one less than his dad in one year. (laughs) It's crazy to see how close in skill level and overall stats this father-son combo really is. The other father-son duo follow a pretty similar path, to be honest with you. Vladimir Guerrero Sr. played 16 years in the MLB, eight of which were with the Montreal Expos, and in that time he recorded 449 home runs while also recording 2,590 hits. Guerrero's eight silver sluggers earned him the MVP award, a home run derby championship, and a place in the Hall of Fame. His son, however, is already having a bit of a similar career up to this point. Guerrero Jr. already has 73 home runs in his four years in the big leagues, thanks to his silver slugger season last year, where he clubbed 48 home runs by the end of the season. Many believe that Vladdy Jr. may make a solid run to the Hall of Fame and become the first father and son combo to make it to Cooperstown. Only time will tell if such a feat does occur, And honestly, I think even if you're not a fan of either or both of the Guerreros, we're all kind of rooting for it to happen. So there we go. That was a quick overview of the wild first week of regular season baseball in 2022, and a quick discussion of some of the best father and son duos to ever play the game of baseball. In next week's episode, we'll move on to the Negro League and talk about the brief history of the league, some of the records that came out of it, and the eventual disbanding of the league altogether, thanks to an old Brooklyn Dodgers legend by the name of Jackie Robinson. And it just so happens that the next episode will come out right after the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB. Thank you for listening.